0: Welcome to the weekly investment outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's international private bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead.
1: Good morning, and welcome to the next edition of the CIO weekly investment outlook. My name's Stuart Haslam, head of communications for the international private bank, and I'm very pleased to welcome Sebastian Yanka with us today. Sebastian is the head of the chief investment office in Europe. Sebastian, thanks for joining us. Hey, Stuart. Good morning. Good morning to you, and good morning to all of our listeners. I always appreciate you joining us on this Monday morning. Um, let's first take a, a very quick look back at some pretty heavy uh, numbers in terms of data over the last, I think, two weeks. Really, we had a strong inflation print out of the US a week and a half ago. Last week, you know, we're continuing to see Sebastian some supply chain pressures in Europe. We had uh, Mr. Lagarde's comments um, from the ECB on Friday, given the ongoing inflation pressures in Europe. Um, I'd Love to hear your take on how you think this is going to impact the markets this week.
2: Yeah, uh, so I think um, Stuart, inflation is is still one of the main discussed or uh, mainly discussed topics in, in markets right now, right? You mentioned just uh, just before um, the, the the print we have seen in the US uh, CPI headline inflation six point two, uh, and and also here in the US, we've in, in Europe we've seen a, a, a spike, uh, which is obviously ongoing already. A couple of couple of weeks a month. And the big question is really how, how it's going to, to, to develop going forward. And I think it's, it's important in that regard to look into a little bit the, the underlying fundamentals what's really driving inflation higher, right? And I, I would, um, depending a little bit on, 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 on the region we are discussing about, uh, I would identify uh, more or less three which are rather temporary and uh, another two which are a little bit of a permanent or, say, uh, structural nature, right? So when you look into the rather temporary uh, drivers of inflation, I would I would uh, identify obviously some some one-time effects. For instance, we have seen uh, from the VAT uh, cut and hike again here in Germany in the in the high of the pandemic, and obviously there there are some base effects uh, I- taking taking into effect or are, are taking place here. Uh, just just uh, naming the oil price and and uh, also natural gas prices to mention a few here, and then. And obviously, there are some other special effects uh, r- related to, to the supply chain constraints we have seen over the last couple of quarters. And our expectation would here that we at least would see some relief here uh, from from the second half of 2022 onwards. There are some early signs of relief when you look, for instance, in the automotive sector here, here in Europe. And then on the other side, there are um, uh, more or less two um, main drivers of inflation obviously uh, one is um, the, the, our way to, to climate neutrality uh, um, which obviously comes also with, associated with higher construction costs and others just think about co2 prices and others and that's obviously not going away anytime soon right And then finally there are some some uh, demographic developments at, at work. Uh, so especially when you have a shrinkage of, of the working population as, for instance, here in Germany, that obviously also puts some pressure pressure on prices or uh, puts some pressure on, on wages essentially, so that also is something we would consider permanently. So in a nutshell, that brings us a little bit to uh, obviously that there is obviously the spike inflation we are seeing currently. Some of the drivers are uh, uh, transitory or temporary in nature from our perspective, but some are here to stay, and so we are obviously not not going to pre-crisis uh, levels from inflation perspective.
1: Lots to take in there, Sebastian. And I assume that as uh, you and your colleagues uh, globally got together yesterday in your chief investment office quarterly outlook, you must have been speaking about so many of these things. I think our listeners would be really interested if, uh, if those developments and your conversations yesterday brought about any major changes um, in your outlook and forecasts. Can you fill us in on anything? <laughs>
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, obviously, inflation took, uh, took um, a long part of the conversation, obviously, in the discussion. And I think what we made out of this is also uh, our, our change in what we would expect from, from uh, the central bank side, how the reaction function of central banks look like. As you know, um, the, the Fed has already started tapering this month, so they, they, they reduced the uh, asset purchases. Until um, the, the June of next year, and the big question now is really when the, the, the real tightening cycle is is kicking off, when is the lift off? And obviously, and interestingly, there is some um, some not disconnect, but obviously some diversion between what is really expected by markets and what is really the nar- narrative of of the central banks. And uh, we are obviously somewhere in the midst, so we would expect the, the first hike to to happen the first quarter of uh, fourth quarter of of next year, and would expect another. Uh, three hikes in 2023 and uh, markets obviously uh, pricing in almost three hikes until the end of next year so from our perspective uh, market pricing here is a little bit too aggressive from a from a monetary tightening path perspective here in in europe we would not expect any any tightening from uh, the ecb in, in the sense of of of, um, of any rate hikes and um, or in 22 or in, in 23 um, i think it's um, it's worth noting that obviously the pep program is is going to be ended in march and then we will have some uh, additional or we will have some buying from the in quote mark standard uh, um, um asset price asset purchase program but that obviously will come uh, at a lower lower volume so that obviously has also been implications for 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 the yield side so Obviously, uh, that, that was discussed also on, on the central banks. Um, in, a, in a nutshell, we, we stick to our uh, view here that obviously there is no alternative really to, to, to equities. We are still cautiously constructive on, on the main um, uh, equity markets. So we are looking for a high single digit total return over the next 12 months. Uh, we do not have any really uh, outspoken and um, uh, pronounced regional preference but we would have some some sector preference and I'm happy to discuss it in a bit but I think it's also important to look into what's really driving equity markets higher and um, given our rates view that there is obviously some slight increase on on the yield and to be uh, on the yields to be expected there is from our perspective not much room for any any multiple extension any anymore. So um, the, 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 the positive upside we would expect is rather from the earnings side. And I think that's, that's in a nutshell is a good news. So overall, we, we stay constructive for, for, for the risky asset part of the portfolio. And uh, obviously this this TINA argument we mentioned many times before is still still in place.
1: Okay, well, the TINA argument's key for me. Last couple of comments, if you could. On sectors, because you gave us a little hint that uh, that that's uh, on the horizon. We're looking towards twenty twenty two. High single digit returns sound exciting, but um, in a few words, what are the sectors that you uh, that you and your colleagues across the Chief Investment Office like at the moment?
2: Yeah, so we stick to our bubble approach here, which we we have been implementing since the beginning of the year. So that means essentially that we still do like. Say the digital leaders within IT, so those who have um, pricing power in particular. So on the on the quality growth side, on the one hand side, and then on the other hand side, we also still do like the rather cyclical part of, of the sector sector mix put that way in the value t- t- title. So um, obviously, we still do like. Like, uh, the industrial part, we also do like uh, financials, and so we uh, would rather, on the other hand side, obviously would underweight the rather defensive part of the sector mix. So, uh, be it staples or be it utilities, for instance. So, but overall, obviously, it depends also what what's going on 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 the real rate front, and I think that's really key, and that's obviously also one of the risk uh, to the view that if there's really a, a massive increase in, in real yields um, or real rates, uh, we we essentially do not expect that. Op- obviously would then, uh, uh, would, would require to, to have another view or another look at our view. But for the time being, we stick to this bubble project
1: just described. Sebastian, thanks very much. This has been your CIO Weekly Investment Outlook with Stuart Haslam and Sebastian Janker. Thanks for your time. We look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye for now.
0: This podcast may be considered marketing material. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount you originally invested. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BAFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker, dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSC and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The product, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2021 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.